Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. News, a little bit of a slower news week, but it's always a lot to talk about. Again, we have been covering the latest regarding Auburn football, and one of the biggest stories have been uh, Peyton Thorne committing to Auburn. Um, after much speculation, Hugh Freeze finally got a QB out of the transfer portal. Um, he actually met with some some of the media. Uh, they caught him at the Regents Golf Classic and he was asked about quarterback. Uh, he kind of gave some comments about Thorne, but also mentioned that he was excited about Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner. Um, so I ask you guys, just your opinion, what do you expect in terms of competition? Do you really expect it to be a fierce competition or... We've been asked this. Do you expect it to pretty much be an easy competition and Peyton Thorne ends up the starter? Do we see a surprise? What do you guys think? Start with you, B. Hmm. I I have been of the mindset that whoever came in was going to be in bold position to win the starting job. It has very little to do with what Robbie Ashford or Holden Gurner could be. It has more to do, in my mind, about what they were right now. What they were right now were people who were not accustomed to what Hugh Freeze wants to do as far as the type of offense he runs. He specifically cited RPO and running an RPO as part of, as part of the offense. He spoke to what he, um, we've, uh, it's been alluded to maturity as far as Robbie Asher is concerned. Some of the, some of that was a lack of maturity on the sideline last year that we saw from Robbie. The rest of it is something that it's in pieces here and there, and we hear it being referenced, but not exact. We don't have the whole picture of exactly what Hugh Freeze didn't get see from Robbie Ashford and how it improved. But when he first got here, he wasn't the guy that Hugh Free said, that's my starting quarterback. So from before spring started, I was like, oh no, he's going to get somebody else because he didn't have 
he wasn't effusive in his praise of anybody. And maybe he shouldn't have been without having evaluated them. But maturity and off the field was a big part of it. Not ending up on lists was, was a big part of what he's referencing. He wants a full spectrum, not just, hey, you can play, but you can run the room. You can be the leader. You can be the grown-up in the room and on the field. And obviously, I felt like he was going to go look for that. Now, you could say, hey, well, both Robbie and Holden improved their stock over the course of the spring. And I would say, sure, I'm glad they did. Because obviously, Hugh Freeze wasn't going to tolerate not getting with the program. So you did what you had to do. Um, You improved, hopefully, your passing game if you're Robbie Ashford and hopefully your confidence and your command if you're holding Gurner because I think those are the two areas where they both needed to be able to improve. But I still thought the whole time, you can say I'm going to make you better than you were, but that still doesn't mean that you're my guy. It doesn't. So I thought he was going to get somebody who was closer to what he wanted, maturity and on-field skills and experience as well. I think Peyton Thorne has that. It's not that I don't think it's going to be a competition. It's more that if the the best way I can think, I'm trying to think of an analogy. It's not going to be a good one, John Brandon. So go easy on me. All right. If you work in a job, let's say you're a manager and you've got somebody who's been an assistant to you for a long time. So they do everything they can do to help you out. You're like, I like your drive. I like how much you want to learn this. I'm opening up a position to handle this task and you've helped with it. Now I could hire you and you still have a lot to learn coming up into this role. Maybe it's management, maybe it's supervisory. There's more to handle than just the skills that you've been close to. Or I can get somebody who's been doing this and I know they've done exactly this. I like you and you got enough to show me that you're going to be good in this company, but that doesn't mean that this job right here is something that you're ready for yet. I think that's kind of what's going on here. We know that Robbie Ashford has the hunger, but is he ready to call play, to to be um, the signal caller here? Is he ready to be the person leading the offense for what Hugh Freeze wants to do on offense? If you're going to tell me that Cadillac's going to be the, the the head coach and the OC is going to be, uh, well, it doesn't really matter who the OC is. I know it was Will Friend last year, but Cadillac's going to say we're going to run it come hell, snow, or sleet then I want Robbie Ashford as my quarterback. I don't think that's what we're running. Hugh Freeze wants something specific. I think he got a guy that's closer to his ideal quarterback than either one of the guys in the room. And for that reason, I think if you just project, you do the best that you can do, Holden, you do the best that you can do, Peyton, Robbie, if everybody does exactly what they're good at and you just play to your potential and I push you to play a little bit better, Following the track that you've been on to this point in your career, Peyton Thorne's going to win that job. That doesn't mean it won't be a competition. That just means that based on your skill set and your experience, I'm going to push you and you're ahead in the things that I need. So that's why I expect Peyton Thorne to get that job. Ike, you like you got something you want to say here? Yeah, so this is interesting. Like as B-Will was talking, mm-hmm. my mind harkens back. <laughs> to Coach Hugh Freeze coming in. And every time he was asked about the quarterback position, you guys tell me, what was his answer before practice started? What was his answer? I ain't seen him yet. (laughs) Not not just I haven't seen him. He hasn't what? Coached 
coached he them? hasn't coached them a single down yet. He doesn't know. Has he said that about Peyton Thorne? Am I mistaken in remembering whether or not Peyton Thorne has been coached by Coach Hugh Freeze yet? He has not been. Has, he has not been. Has he coached him in a practice? No. Has he coached him in a game? Not legally. He has not coached Peyton Thorne, <laughs> but he hasn't said that about Peyton Thorne one single time when asked about the quarterback situation with Peyton Thorne coming in. He hasn't said, I don't know. I haven't coached him yet. I know I've coached these other guys, and I feel like we can win games with them, but we brought him in to, you know, to compete. I haven't coached him a single down yet. That, to me, lets me think that, yes, Peyton Thorne is ahead in this, and it gives me an air of, he might have been feeding us some BS with this, I haven't coached him a down yet stuff earlier. And that's the first time I think I've been able to say that about Coach Hugh Freeze's messaging where it becomes inconsistent. Because mm. he's usually very consistent with his messaging of saying, I don't know, I haven't coached them yet. But you didn't coach Peyton Thorne, but you were sold on the fact that he could come in and do some things for your offense. So you could have answered that question differently before. You were just throwing off on an answer that said, I'm not impressed, honestly. Because he he could tell you about every other transfer quarterback that hit the portal that people were trying to say, hey, what about this guy? What about this guy? He mm -hmm. could tell you he wasn't impressed with any of those people. They right. aren't the one. They aren't the one. But Peyton Thorne, who you haven't coached, you have no problem admitting he could potentially be the one. Mm -hmm. You didn't even give the potential for the one for Holden or Robbie or TJ, who you hadn't coached. You didn't say... I looked at some tape of these guys, and I think that potentially we have a starter amongst those three. But you can evaluate other people's tape and say that. But you freeze. Mm. Can, uh, I play, can I play God's advocate real quick? God's advocate. Go for it, sir. <laughs> yeah. My wife, my, my wife God don't a, need no advocate. My wife <laughs> is a super-duper Christian. was like, I don't like it when you say devil's advocate. <laughs> God's advocate. Uh, she's incorruptible. But... Could it be that you're eager to say that about someone you actually recruited? Possible, but he recruited Hank Brown. Yeah. True. True. Okay. But Hank Brown ain't even Hank in the Brown, conversation yet, though. A, you know. Yeah, he's a I I but my, my my point here is that the difference in the messaging to me is about his excitement for the potential of the player. He right. warmed up to these other guys once they hit you know, once he coached him a little bit, he's like, oh, you know what? Listen, he said the same thing about our – I saw somebody comment earlier, and they DeMari said that. Austin. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, about Damari Austin. This is what I'm going to bring up because somebody commented earlier and they in the in the live chat and said something about Coach Hugh Freeze wasn't going out looking for a starter at running back. That should show you the difference. It's not true. He brought in Batie, who was the leader in the NCAA in all-purpose yards because he didn't know what he had in the running back room. So he was like, I think we need a guy that's more in the because he was used to coaching guys of a sp specific type. Coach Fru Freeze has types is all I'm trying to say. We can get into that. He's got types. He but already pretty, tells but you. Pretty early on in the spring, he said Dark Horse Hunter was his best co back he ever He coached. did, but that didn't stop him from bringing in Batie before he had coached him. He hadn't coached Jarquez Hunter. He didn't. He he said he recognized pretty early that was the case, but he all he went and got his insurance policy before he coached Jarquez Hunter a single down, yeah. because 
from what he thought he wanted, he was like, this is the kind of guy I typically have at running back. We need to go get somebody who fits this mold. He thought the same thing about the wide receiver room. He has a particular type of receiver that he's looking for. It's not about whether or not these guys are good. They don't necessarily fit the mold of what I typically want. And so he wasn't very high on him. Thought the same thing about the linebacker room. The linebackers are a little better than what I thought they were going to be. So the yeah, same thing about that. the offensive line. This yeah. is the type of offensive lineman that I want to go get. He went immediately and got those types of guys. Nick Martner was the first wide receiver he brought in. Why? He's tall. he's tall. He wanted a yeah. tall receiver. It wasn't about anything other than a type. He's looking for people that fit a specific type. Walker mm-hmm. White, the first recruit that he goes out and gets in since after he comes to Auburn, a type. Mm-hmm. He's got a type. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. They're calling you Blues Clues in the comments. I, hey, <laughs> listen, man. I just follow where the clues take me, brother. <laughs> Mike G, what's your thoughts on this, man? What uh, in? Uh, well, did on everything I said. I mean, uh, there have definitely been some contradictions. And that's, I would, I would point back to when he was saying, uh, that they're, you know, I don't know that we're going to settle anything until the fall. That bull, coach. <laughs> That's cap. We know you're doing it. You're just not telling us, <laughs> right? You're working it out in your head. You're just not telling us. So uh, while he purports to be straightforward, you know, there's a lot of coach speak in misdirection and some of the things that he's saying. Um, uh, and I think, you know, personally, uh, again, the discrepancies with players who he chooses to say, this player is good. And then, oh, I don't know. We got to see. I haven't coached him yet. Um, again, just sounds like he's leaving himself an out, right? To not commit to anybody, which is fine, right? I just, you could probably just be a little bit more direct. This, uh, this coach is a problem with messaging. I'm going to say that now I'm going on record. He's a problem with messaging. Uh, both internally and externally. So uh, ultimately, it'll come down to what he can do on the field uh, with these guys. And, you know, nobody, we won't be talking about that. If he wins enough games, we won't be talking about this, right? Right now, it's the offseason, so it's all we have to go on. We haven't seen how his plan is going to come to fruition uh, for these players. Now, in terms of, you know, you know whether Hank Brown, I'm sorry, whether Peyton Thorne, uh, you know, truly leads at this point. It's a Freudian slip there, Mike. <laughs> no, right. Uh, <laughs> whether he truly leads at this point, uh, I think it's safe to say, based on the clues that Ike so astutely put together for us, that he does lead, at least subconsciously for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. I do believe they're, they're still evaluating to some extent because um, there are things that you don't know yet about this offensive line, and you may need the cover that a Robbie Ashford provides you depending on how they perform. Now, one thing he did say about the previous quarterbacks was that it, 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 it was harder to look at their tape and evaluate them because the blocking was so bad. Mm. True. Right. So, you know, he's not getting – so Peyton Thorne has tape where, the you know, he could be truly evaluated and he didn't feel like he could have evaluated these guys based on the tape because, you know, the blocking was so bad. So uh, I'll cut him some slack there at least that – you know, he did say that part out loud. Uh, now, maybe that's I, that's the difference between why his tone about Payne Thorne is different than the other two guys. And I say it's the whole reason, but could, it could be part of the reason why his tone is different. He could look at tape of Payne Thorne and say, okay, I can evaluate this, but he can't do the same with Holden and Robbie. Right. Robbie had a hurt shoulder and a terrible line. Holden barely played. 
So, you know, he'd be silly if he's not cultivating multiple options. I doubt Q Freeze is going all in on Peyton Thorne at this point, even if he's the leader in his mind. Because if it doesn't work out, you still need somewhere to turn. And it could not work out for a number of reasons. You know, top of the list, injury, right? Over half the quarterbacks in the SEC took a seat at some point last year due to injury. (laughs) So number one on the list. Number two, he just doesn't play well. 29% when pressured. I got to believe people are going to look at his tape and say, pin your ears back and go after him and make Auburn prove they can pass block for Payne Thorne. Because when you get him on the run, he's going to definitely make some mistakes. And you're talking about, uh, I think it was like 29% under pressure versus 39% under pressure for Robbie Ashford. Which, for the record, is pretty good. (laughs) 49% under pressure is pretty good um, because most quarterbacks fall off 20 percentage points or more when under pressure. So I just think, you know, he adds a dynamic. Robbie adds a dynamic. These guys all have their certain skill sets. Hugh Freeze has got to figure out which one is going to be right for this team this year. And he gave himself multiple options when he went in and he brought in Peyton Thorne. Because what if Robbie's short to intermediate passes don't improve? (laughs) You know, because you don't always have control over how and when a guy grows. But all you have is tape of him not being so great at those passes. Now, there are reasons for that. But at the same time, you can't put all your eggs in one basket that he's going to overcome that hump this year. So you had to go out and you had to get Payne Thorne. (laughs) You know, I would not put it all on Holden's shoulders either because of youth. Even though I believe firmly in his talent and his upside and his ceiling. I think I think Holden has a really high ceiling as far as the passer is concerned, but you got to protect him and you got to give him targets that can help him out every once in a while. <laughs> so we'll see how it all comes together. But yeah, I, this coach has a messaging problem, man. I yeah. and, and you know maybe he'll work through that as he's here at Auburn. But you know, like I said, I I thought put it put the pieces of the puzzle together perfectly. Yeah, you and say so one let, thing here and another thing there. Let, like, let me mm. clarify a couple of things that I'm seeing in the chat as well. So first and foremost, I didn't say that there was a problem that Coach Hugh Freeze has a type. All coaches do. Right, Every right. coach has a specific type that they're going. I was just identifying that he is forecasting for you what his type is. And so if you pay attention to that, then you can see kind of the direction in which he wants things to go. So that's not me saying that there's a problem with that. I'm saying I'm I'm giving evidence that that type is existent in the way that he messages things about that type. So again, that's not me saying that there I have an issue with him doing that. Literally all coaches have a particular coach Bruce Pearl likes small quick guards, right? Uh, you know, Musselman actually tends to like taller guards that are more versatile that he can play like it depends on what kind of football you want to play, what kind of type of person that you're going to do like every coach has a type. So that's me saying he has a type is not some invalidation of his think thought process first and foremost secondly um and this is not necessarily something that someone said to me but the 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 thought process that coach Hugh freeze um doesn't have an issue with messaging i think here here's my thought around that i don't know that i agree that he has an issue with messaging i actually think that he is almost a little too honest but Mm -hmm. tries to like cover up for on his honesty by like it's a veiled truth, right? Yeah. So like he's he's really telling you what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Like 
you don't you don't know until you go in retrospect and look and see that he says, uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't really know about any of these guys that that's actually him saying I'm not confident in any of in any of them. Right. Right. That's he's telling you what he thinks without saying it. So that's not that he is being disingenuous or he's not being honest. He is being honest, but he's also not trying to hurt anybody's feelings at the same time. When he goes out there and he says, we're constantly looking for ways to upgrade our room. And he kind of doubled down on that when he's like, hey, if you got a problem, we're going to bring in a new quarterback every year. We're going to bring in new wide receivers. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a reality. and You have to get used to that. He's always been honest in saying we're going to continually try to upgrade. Every coach does that. There's no right. issue with him saying that. That's the truth. There's no there's no lack in veracity in anything that he says when he does that sort of thing. However, to the point that you know Mike and I have espoused, it's not that you're telling the truth. Maybe it's sometimes how you deliver the message, right? right? And so the delivery of the message actually matters to some people. Right, right. Whether so you guys yeah, agree with that message or like agreeing with the premise of the message and disagreeing with the delivery of the message can both be concurrent. I don't disagree with the message. Sometimes I disagree with how that message is transmitted and delivered to people. And right. that's just that that that's that's nuance. And you could like you could love it. But I will remind some people who are in love with this messaging that those are the same people who thought that. Coach, the previous coach was just selling you a bunch of bluster when he was trying to change culture, right? Mm-hmm. Culture change, they were like, ah, what did all, all that culture change amount to? This is, the, this, is, this is exactly the same thing. It's a change in the way that the culture is being put forth. You just happen to like that messaging better. But it's the same thing. Like, I just don't, I, I don't like the duality. Like, people pick and choose where they want to be upset about stuff. And notice, I have not once said I'm upset about anything, about any of this stuff. I said, it could be a problem. I ain't upset about it. I'm just acknowledging it exists. Yeah. Acknowledgement yeah. of the existence of a thing is not the same as saying that I have a problem with that thing. It's yeah. just saying, here are the places where this could be problematic if someone were to take it in this way. Well, you can mean well, and your in the spirit of yeah. your message can get lost in the messaging. One hundred percent. That's, 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 that's what I mean. That's what I mean when I say I think he has a problem messaging. Right? Like the spirit of your message, the tone, you know, how you say something matters. Right, guys. I'm sitting right here right now. If I go, "Hey, mom, when's dinner ready?" She'll be like, eight o'clock." If I go, "Mom, the meatloaf," up, <laughs> you'll see <laughs> you'll see brooms and extension cords and all kinds of fly from outside the camera right into my face. So you know, again, messaging matters because it elicits elicits a certain emotional response. Now, part of part of why I say that is again in my conversations with players, it feels as if. There is a pro- problem with messaging internally about people understanding where they stand. Right. And then you make comments in the media that are even more unclear, <laughs> and they're trying to line those things up. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at that too, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a uh, Step Brothers reference. But uh, the, you know, the idea here is just he's got a lot of things that he's got to pull together. He's trying to be more of a CEO. Um, you know, in this role, we've heard that before, right? You know, coaches stepping back and being less hands-on. And I'm, you know, my thing is, coach, just do what you do well. If you just do what you do well, Auburn will be okay. And that thing that you have to do well has got to be offense <laughs> because that's what Auburn has struggled at. Higher competent assistants that you can trust to run one side of the ball without any meddling from you, the offensive mind, right? 
and have the offense run the way you want it run. Because that's what, as far as I'm concerned, that's what Auburn pays $6 million a year for. Your offensive mind, your offensive genius, your quarterback development, your program development. So we'll see how he does with it. But I mean, this, these are one of the things that you get grace for when you win. You can deliver the message perfectly. But again, if you're losing games, no one cares, right? So right. We, we just got to get to the fall, get to, get to playing. I want to see what these guys do on the field. Daniel Moultrie says, anybody heard anything on any more transfers? We'll just keep it with football for now. Any news, guys? Anything you're hearing? Not really. I don't think anything new. No. Nothing solid. I mean, yeah. so Coach Hugh Freeze in that um, presser availability today did say that he felt like they were in a good place in the offensive line. Um, and he also said, of course, at quarterback. Um, but the other places that there have been rumblings have been uh, with – I think a linebacker, I don't know if it's interior, exterior linebacker, and then um, wide receiver. Uh, so I, I do think that we're not done in the transfer portal, but I I don't think that they feel bad about where the roster is right now. So they might not be as aggressive going forward. Yeah, I think the linebacker's from North Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to visit last weekend. I think he is supposed to visit this upcoming weekend. Um, and I know they are in after a linebacker. I think they may be looking for another edge as well, but uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep our eyes out for that. Thanks again for commenting, Daniel. Uh, AU alum ninety four says, "I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Thorne's going to have a going to have to break a leg not to win this, but we'll see." Lee Carter says, "It's Peyton's job to lose, but he's going to have to put put whoever he thinks is best on the field." I don't have a problem with this take. I just think. That some people need to understand, he can still lose it. <laughs> sure, yeah. he can still lose it. Sure, sure. Au non Au alum ninety four, but okay. Yeah, I, I addressed this comment already. So, but. yeah. Um, but keep keep in mind, Mike. Just because you say that doesn't mean you have a rooting interest. You're just saying what's been what's been known to happen in terms of competition. Yeah, right? yeah. listen, he yeah. can still lose it, right? He can still come in and perform poorly in fall camp for all you know. You know, just because that's what he did on tape there does not mean that's how he's going to perform here. We hope it is. Right, but yeah. That's why you recruited him, but it's not a given, right? You know, again, this is a different conference. This is These are different players. These are different coaches he's going up against. You know, and... Uh, his numbers, while would while they would raise the floor for Auburn, there's no guarantee that he can reproduce those numbers in our conference. Yeah. So that it would be wise to cultivate multiple options. And if you're Robbie Ashford and you don't win this job, right, you, I would not personally make the mistake that T.J. Finley openly said he made by not being ready when called upon. He had a shot. He said, yeah. my mind wasn't in the right place. I got down after I lost the job. He can't afford to do that. Not if you want to be quarterback here. And, and your, your transfer freebie is going. So he's just got to stay ready. You just have to stay ready. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think, um, you know, battling through like the mental adversity that it takes, you know, in the ups and downs when you're trying to win a starting job at a major P5 program uh, is something that uh, you, some players need their coach to help guide them through that process. Right. To not get down on themselves when they didn't win the job and convince them to stick around and that there will be a role for them, you know, uh, and that they just have to be ready when it's their turn. We've seen a lot of guys take jobs from other dudes due to injury and just say, and just never give it back. 
Yeah. Right? Once I got my shot, hey, listen, <laughs> sucks for you. But <laughs> they gave me a chance to show out what I did. So, you know, go get me some Gatorade, partner. <laughs> That's it. You just got to stay ready. Erica Ratney says, if Robbie doesn't start, he will still be involved in game schemes. His talent is too great to be denied with a total freeze out. I see what you did there, Erica. I wonder I about this. I don't know. I don't know I that I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It made yeah. sense with Harson because yeah. we the, the line was bad enough to where you absolutely needed a change of pace. And Finley wasn't good enough <laughs> and in his starting role to really, I think, there was very little gap between Robbie and TJ Finley. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say if Robbie and TJ Finley had come in or both had been here for a year or both had just come in, that Robbie could have won that job. I think the head start that TJ had by being on the team a year longer was what he needed to win that job. And Robbie's explosiveness was like, okay, we can't keep him off the field. Even though TJ is not too far ahead, we can't keep him off the field. It seems like here, number one, I don't... You bring Peyton Thorne in, who, he's, a, he's a pocket guy. He's a pocket guy, a pocket passer. He is not a running, scrambling threat like that. So you're banking on the offensive line being significantly better. That's number one. So if the offensive line is as good as you think it is with the new additions or as good as you want it to be, then the run game could pop and you don't necessarily need a dynamic, talented quarterback like Robbie Ashford to make the offense go. And that's why it makes me wonder, well, if your plan is revamped offensive line, pocket passer, big game wide receivers and, and with, with big completions, you don't need an alternate uh, alternative package in that case because you can get everything you need from a solid run game, outstanding backs, a guy who's more accurate, intermediate, and has a good deep ball. That's it. You got the total package if it all works out like that. And it seems like that's what he's banking for. So I don't, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know anything from Coach thing. Hugh Freeze's history that suggests that he's going to bring in a quarterback for a particular package. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think that that's more wishful thinking from people wanting to see Robbie in the game if he doesn't win the starting job. And just like Mike is preparing the the, the people who are all on board with Thorne, if uh, he doesn't win the job, that he could potentially lose it. To, I'm going to prepare all the Robbie's definitely going to get some snaps, people. To yeah, be okay yeah. when, when Robbie yeah. doesn't get snaps in some sub package that they have. I, I don't think that that's as definitively we're definitely like if they put to be Will's point the right kind of offense together, they don't need to, to go get gimmicks to go get stuff, right? right like right. maybe like one or two plays the whole season, but you're not going right. to regularly see Robbie trotting out there in the goal line situation. Most people who feel like Mike's quarterback is my quarterback. Want him in there making the decisions every single play of a of the the game right. until it's a blowout. Right. O otherwise, you're not going to see another quarterback absent of injury come into the game. They're just right. not going to do not typically. So, I, I welcome that being a, 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 an incorrect take because I do think Robbie is super talented. I just don't see that being a high probability. Has Q Freeze given any verbal indication that he's willing to do that? No, no, okay. no. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if the question's been asked of him specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now that there him. is another quarterback in there, maybe it's an opportunity to ask that question. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't recall from any press conferences him saying anything no. that indicated that he would be a two quarterback kind of guy. And I and to your to your point, Ike, I don't think I've I haven't watched enough of him. But I don't think he's done anything like that at Ole Miss when he was in the he, he, he did not do that at Ole Miss. The tape I saw of him at Liberty, he didn't do that. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing that indicates that to me. Uh, Philip Montgomery, 
Haven't seen anything on his tape at Tulsa that indicates that. When you go mm-hmm. back to his days of calling plays before Tulsa, I don't see that being a thing from their history that you can call upon. That was a part of what Coach Brian Harson did before. So when you mm-hmm. saw him do it, it wasn't as like, oh, he's never done this before. This is some, he just had to get this guy out there on the field. It's a part of who he's been before that. Right. So I don't know. Again, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying there's nothing that shows it to me that that is a probability, a high probability. So, Gotcha. Douglas, appreciate the super sticker. He comes back and says... Would love to meet y'all guys. Probably me Listen, man, we're going to try to see if we can do some meet and greet or tail. We, we did a tailgate uh, one season. We're going to try to see if we can do it again this season, man. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Corey Weber says, has a problem with messaging. It's not his job to tell us the honest truth. His job is to win games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is the, the messaging oh, issue. It has nothing to do with fans. Fans. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, I, <laughs> right. It, and. And I would say it's not about whether it's his job to have an issue for, with messaging. I'm, he says himself, hey, I'm just, I'm just a tell it like it is guy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm to take you at your word, you're a tell it like it is guy, then when I hear you say something that I, I can construe in a way that would not necessarily be the best way, I would say, mm, maybe that's not the way to tell that. The way, maybe that's not the way to tell that story. Right. So again, it's not his job, and I I don't think we're claiming it is his job. I don't. But your players hear everything you say, yeah. right? So it matters what yeah. you say. And I, <laughs> I, I, say. I agree. I I mean I I agree with you, Corey, because I think so. We've seen coaches fumble over questions, and then if depending on who it is, like I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, not if you're Nate Oates, you just don't ever know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> or just right. lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if you're number the, one the in the country, it's certainly mattered there, right? <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, you know? I mean that issue, yeah. But like I of course we already we it's it's hindsight now, but Nick Saban won a championship with Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback for every game, but he got benched the last half. Tua won the game and then comes back the next season and then he's getting snippy with reporters. Now, I don't think anybody else in the FBS could have got away with talking to a reporter like that without I mean, he came back and apologized later, but you just won a championship. You're unimpeachable there at Alabama. You can do stuff like that. You can say, why are we talking about this? Why are you asking me about this? The messaging is terrible. What messaging is there from Nick Saban? Who cares about messaging with Nick Saban? His messaging is when he comes out and then he wins 11 games or he wins the conference or he's in the playoff every year. That's messaging. And Hugh Freeze has no message other than speculation off-season moves, recruiting. That's the entirety of his job performance so far. So that's why it's what we have to talk about. I think it weighs very heavily right now. And even with the players who hear it and don't like it, that's why he's trying to replace all of them. It's like, listen, you might not like it. You won't have to be here too long if you really, really don't like it. That's that's what all coaches are trying to do. And he made that clear in that interview too. Hey, we're trying, we trying to get more every year. And players get salty about not getting playing time. They got options. They jump in the portal or they wait it out. I still don't think it's fair, but I also understand why right now, as a college football coach, you have to recruit and re-recruit and triple recruit. And talent is really a deficit you can't survive with here in the SEC. So you got to say what you can to these guys, keep them on board, and then go get more dudes. So in case anybody doesn't work out, you got somebody else to plug in. Uh, Jake R says Freeze will play the QB that makes the right reads and makes less mistakes. He always been that way. Robbie could be Bo Jackson. Hugh is still going to play the guy that runs his offense correctly. 
no disagreement sure. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you believe in your system, that's what you should do. 